1: you like this book? You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Please don't take my sunshine
0: away. Okay. I'm Nora McInerney. And this is terrible. Thanks for asking. When you first met Leah, it was March 2021, and we were interviewing her about the accident on a construction site that left Leah paralyzed from the chest down. Leah was, Leah still is, a maker and a crafter. She has an adorable greeting card company with her sister called Tiny and Snail, and she is also, according to my armchair diagnosis an incurable optimist.
2: When I woke up in the hospital, I know my first question was, can I still draw? But then a second question that I asked fairly early on was, can I still have kids? And they told me like, well, you know, luckily your reproductive system is still intact, like nothing happened to it. And so, yeah, like paraplegics can have kids and they can have natural... Births. Paraplegia is actually harder for men um, in terms of having kids again, but for women, it's not really
0: an issue. Leah always knew she wanted to be a mom. And yes, there are so many paths to motherhood, but hearing that she could carry a child herself was the best possible news that Leah could have woken up to. Next to being told that, yes, she could still draw.
2: Honestly, I think my body is just made to have babies, sort of. (laughs) My grandmother actually had 12 kids
0: um, and two sets of twins. Leah is not like the rest of us. And I'm not saying that because she's paraplegic. I'm saying it because she is truly wired differently than anyone I have ever met. I am the kind of person whose day will be ruined if the Wi-Fi router craps out. And Leah is the kind of person who can have her entire life altered irrevocably and say this.
2: I had a thought one time, like, if somebody offered you a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience, like, you would get the front row seat to this crazy thing that's, you know, history-making, You just have to say, yes, like, are you going to do it? (laughs) Yeah, that's basically what it is to, like, wake up with a spinal cord injury. It's like, oh, well, I get to experience something that very few people get to experience. And, like, because I'm at this point in history, I will potentially get to see, like, a resurrection of sorts for my body, like, What would it be like to be, like, you know, working on walking again or something like that and actually have hope? And, you know, prior to World War II, I think most paras only lived about two years after their accident. I don't know. I just feel super privileged, actually, for the most part.
0: Leah sees her paraplegia as a grand adventure and a privilege And what could possibly be a bigger adventure or a bigger privilege than having children? And in 2021, that adventure begins. Leah and her husband, Kelsey, welcome their daughter, Ellie, to the world.
2: I prayed for two things. I prayed that I wouldn't have twins. Also that, well, this is embarrassing, but that she wouldn't get Kelsey's bowels because he... Like farts a lot.
0: (laughs) Every pregnancy is unique. Every birth is unique. Every child and mother is unique. And also, you know, at their core, kind of the same, but this adventure is new to Leah and it's new to us and it might be new to you too. So today, we're listening in as Leah becomes a mom, or she puts it, a paramom. We're following along with our family of three, and we are starting right around the eight-month mark when Ellie is about to arrive. I could
2: feel her moving when I touched my belly with my hands. I could feel a baby moving around. But other than that, like, I couldn't really feel much with my abdomen. I couldn't feel anything. But, um... It was really hard because like near the end, Kelsey was picking me up to transfer me um, instead of me doing my own transfers. So um, I kind of, you know, was sitting in bed quite a bit and I asked my mom to bring over a camelback that we have so that, you know, I could drink a lot of water when I was sitting in bed. And one morning I was sitting in bed and I just all of a sudden I was like sitting in a pool of liquid and I was like, oh, no, like, my water just broke. And then I realized it was the camelback that had been leaking. (laughs) And I just, like, cracked up because it was just so funny. Pregnancy went really well. Right around eight months, I thought, well... You know, this weekend, I think I'll pack my bags um, for the hospital, get that ready and stuff. Then one morning, I wasn't feeling the greatest and um, paraplegics often have UTI problems, which can actually lead to labor. And so I was thinking, you know what? I think maybe I'm at the point where like this UTI is like maybe causing Contractions or something. I couldn't feel the contractions, but we ended up calling my OB and saying, like, you know, I haven't been feeling great. Like, maybe I need something to to treat the UTIs so that this baby doesn't come early. But she said, why don't you just come into the labor and delivery department and we'll check it out? So, went in and she said, you know what? I think this baby needs to come today. And I was like, oh okay, I didn't even pack my bag yet. Uh, I wasn't hoping for this. So it was about a month
0: early. It wasn't part of the plan, but it was happening. And Leah's doctor broke her water for her to get the labor process started.
2: I was in labor for 36 hours. And because of where my spinal cord injury is, it's um, at T4, T5. So like, it's about armpit level with people who have a break above t6 you have a phenomenon where like if your lower body is in pain it spikes your blood pressure and then uh you can kind of tell that something's wrong and so i get this all the time like my body is just very sensitive and so i notice you know blood pressure changes quite a bit and stuff like that so They wanted to give me an epidural because that would keep my blood pressure down. And it can be dangerous if your blood pressure is up too high for too long. It could lead to a stroke or something. So they tried to give me an epidural three different times. But I found out because of that that my spinal cord is sort of it's grown a lot of vascular tissue. So I didn't even know that was a thing until that moment but some people's spinal cords after an injury grow this vascular tissue and science is unclear right now whether it's like good like a protective sort of mechanism or if it's like kind of bad and it would prevent a spinal cord regenerating or something like that so so they weren't able to do a epidural so i was getting IV fentanyl every 3 hours i think so basically when my blood pressure was shoot up I would get a headache. So every contraction that I had was sort of manifesting as a headache. So I don't know what contraction pains are like, but I know what a headache is like. And, you know, it was not the most comfortable thing, but it was okay.
0: Leah breathes through the headaches and the contractions. Her husband and her doula are there by her side. And she said, oh, you know, you're actually
2: doing something. And so... She went out in the hallway and got the nurses to come in. And then they were talking about how to deliver the baby and they were going to use some forceps to try to help get the baby out. And so they decided to do an ultrasound to sort of like see the position of Ellie and stuff. And then they realized that Ellie had been putting so much pressure on my bladder that my bladder wasn't able to be draining. And so... That was sort of the holdup. Plus, Ellie was face up, so that didn't help anything. Then when they got ready to deliver, the room was full of people. I think partly because the baby was early. And then so they wanted to make sure there was enough NICU nurses there. And I think part of it was maybe curiosity because, like, it was kind of an unusual thing to have a pair giving birth. So the doctor said, we're ready to go. And I went, ah, and they were like, what, what? And I said, no, I'm just so excited. (laughs) Like, let's do this. And I'm like really excited to meet the baby. So yeah, then uh, Kelsey was on one side, a nurse was on the other, and the nurse was like telling me when to breathe and push. And it was really cool because with my breath, I was able to like actually be pushing. And that kind of surprised me and everybody else. And the doctor was like, you must have a pretty good lung capacity. And I was like, well, I used to run marathons. And she was like, oh, here I thought you were normal or something. (laughs) I really liked her. She was very, like, game, you know, to to just deliver in this unusual circumstance.
0: An unusual circumstance. And such a beautiful one. Leah who wasn't sure that she'd ever be able to have children after that construction accident, starting her next grand adventure, so excited to meet her child. The doctors and nurses craning to get a glimpse of Leah delivering a baby naturally when she can't physically feel anything happening below her chest.
2: I think being pregnant actually made me feel really good about my body because it was like how incredible is this? Like, I still get to, you know, carry a baby and, like, my body is still useful for some things. (laughs) Like, it was a really easy pregnancy in general. I am on medications that the doctors were sort of worried about, but Ellie is totally normal. And, like, it's so beautiful.
0: We'll be right back. You're looking for a podcast that is fascinating, a podcast that is somehow intriguing and comforting at the same time. The kind of show that you can listen to with your kids and it will give you all something to talk about. You're going to want to listen to Search Engine. Every episode host PJ Fote sets out to answer a question, a question that is not easily searchable. And what he finds is surprising, this is a podcast that is a staple in my rotation and if you even vaguely like this show you're gonna love search engine search engine with pj vote an odyssey podcast is available now on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts
2: pretty tired. I
1: know. I'm just trying to wear out. I know. If I wear you out all
0: the way, then you'll sleep better. Sleep better.
2: <laughs> 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 but basically, as soon as she starts rubbing her eyes, I think it's a good time to put her in her sleep. No, I think so. It's I nice. think so. Because otherwise, I think sometimes she gets like overly oh. tired and then she has trouble falling asleep. Okay, should we try to sleep? So, yet? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, have you seen her rub her eyes? <laughs> She just did, didn't she? Oh, I don't know. Oh. No, I don't think so. Oh, maybe not. But Are you not ready yet, then? Should I don't know. Really do That's know. know. That's sort of the cue that I look for.
0: Okay. Well, I usually I don't know
2: why. I think I always think, oh, well, I'll get her really tired. Yeah, I just, I don't think it works
0: that way. Yeah, you're probably right. When I get really, really tired, then I just you know... Leah and Kelsey are first-time parents to their daughter, Ellie, who you just heard fussing very sweetly in that clip new parenthood is a blur. You're learning a baby. You're learning a new role. You're learning to see your partner in their new role. You're hungry. The baby's hungry. You're tired. The baby's not. Why isn't the baby tired? Why isn't the baby tired when you're tired? This is the gauntlet that every new parent survives. And for Leah, she's running the gauntlet in a wheelchair, but that's not even the hardest part.
2: The hardest thing right away was breastfeeding. And I've heard other moms saying it doesn't come as easily as you might expect. And I think partly because she was a month early, like we did really struggle. We were doing triple feedings for like at least two or three months, which means that you try to breastfeed, then you feed them with a bottle and then you pump. And then basically an hour later, you start the whole thing up again. And it's like, I wish somebody would have just told me like, no, just like let her nurse as much as she wants to, because that's going to like up your production and stuff like that. So like, I think I got that advice a little late, maybe I wish I would have heard, you know, maybe just like, let the baby do her thing a little bit earlier. But in the way beginning, she was pretty tiny. So it was kind of hard for her to latch on and everything I was like obsessed with milk production for like <laughs> well until recently actually we got to a point where like there were a few days where she was completely breastfed which was so great like it's something that we both worked at for a long time to get to that point and so like if there are moms out there who have just stopped trying I totally get it it was exhausting. And like, the, you know, it was the only thing I was really thinking about 24 seven. And actually, like, then we started nursing in bed all night. And that's when the sore on my butt really became a issue. So eventually, I ended up in the hospital because my bone got infected. And so, you know, it's funny, because like, I can't feel it. So like, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. You know, it's like, yeah, I can't feel it. But also if I felt it, maybe I wouldn't have gotten to that point. They stuck me in an MRI machine and my bones were like glowing in the image, which is a bad thing. So I ended up in the hospital for I think it was like five days. And kind of during that time, Ellie just weaned. And she hasn't really been interested in nursing since, which was sort of a a sad thing. Because, you know, I worked so hard at it. And then all of a sudden it was gone.
0: Leah and Kelsey are both designers and makers by trade, which makes them well-suited for figuring out solutions to issues that a lot of people wouldn't even identify as problems to begin with.
2: I guess one of the things that I've been obsessed with other than milk production was trying to figure out a really good way to carry her because like a normal baby carrier doesn't exactly work. So I actually had a Pillow called my breast friend pillow. uh One of my friends got it for me for a baby shower gift, and it was so valuable. I kind of like rigged up a system so that she wouldn't roll off the pillow as I was rolling around, but like it worked really well for us for at least four months, maybe. And then now I have a different harness sort of. Because I have an amputation on one side, my lap is a little imbalanced. So there is a product called Lap Baby where you kind of wrap something around yourself and then it's like a simple Velcro band and clip. And that works pretty well. But I think because of my lap unevenness, I found something that's more supposed to be for like a a travel high chair is just a piece of fabric kind of and i've modified it so it just like hangs off of my wheelchair and um it's really easy to like clip on and off and just have on my person at all times because that that's probably one of the funniest things is like you know I'm like an ambulatory person i can't like scoop up my baby and walk into the other room if I scoop her up, I'm like doing this one handed sort of <laughs> weird rolling through the house, and our floors are a little uneven, so it's like sometimes there's like a spot where I just like can't quite get enough oomph to go further, but anyway, I've just like tried to figure out the perfect solution you know for carrying her around and that's something else that I've learned too is like every stage happens so quickly that even if you find out like a perfect solution it's not gonna last for very long i've spent quite a bit of money on different types of carriers partly because like my thing is like if i'm able to pass this information on to other wheelchair parents amazing like that's my goal pretty much is that i can help find solutions for other people too
1: you are my sunshine you like this book you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are grey. You'll never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Please don't take my sunshine away. No, I didn't forget. I was gonna get to do Okay. Oh are you tired? yeah it's been a long day for you yeah okay let's sit down let's lay down
2: what should we thank god for today huh oh, oh it's okay you, oh i bet you want your bottle don't you here here you go There's sadie and let me go grab your bottle okay Okay, here's your pink
1: blankie. And here, do you want this? Are you sure?
2: Are you sure? Okay, let me t- turn off the light.
1: Oh. Do you want some Tylenol? I think it's been a long time since you've had
2: Tylenol. Let me ask Dad, okay? Maybe we should give you some Tylenol. Hey, Kelsey.
1: Oh man, it's so
2: nice to just spend time with a family. You know what I mean? Yeah, I oh, I know that you have work to do. Well, and I mean, work to do too. But if this isn't what you really actually live for, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like if you're always obsessed with work, then right. it's hard to have these Something moments. enjoy the, the fruits of your work. I guess a good way of looking yeah. at it. Is that like it's almost like a math equation yeah. where you have to figure out like which parts of your life uh, matter? Oh, shoot, Are you
1: <laughs> but- trying to say like
2: which what what you want to put your mo- time into, your time and money into? Well, it's sort of like you know some people have the philosophy that like you know they could die tomorrow, so they take vacations now. Some people, like, are so dedicated to work that they, you know, they prioritize that and then um, they miss out on these moments because they're waiting until they're retired.
0: Right, right.
1: All right, Ellie, what's next? Are we going to do a bench? Or you just want to sit there for a second and relax? Just chill? Just chill for a minute? Oh. Um, you uh, keep kicking me in the face. It's not very nice. Hey, how are you up there? Stop kicking me in the face. Your yeah, little shoulders hurt. Where are you going? Are oh, you looking at a Doggo? Is there a Doggo down there? Now what are you doing? <laughs> oh.
2: He is an amazing dad. I don't think I really could do it without him. So I'm really, really glad that we've been able to be at a point in our lives where we could make it work. Like he was furloughed a few months before I gave birth or like maybe a month before I gave birth or something. So it was sort of like he had paternity leave. You know, we weren't bringing in money, but we were able to just make it work for a while and now he is in a PhD program um so he's getting some money from that and just random jobs he just had such an amazing attitude like bringing her into the lab with him and he's like you know what they're just gonna have to be okay with it because this is the way it is and uh so I think Ellie is actually gonna get a really interesting education as she grows up So, it is 8.16 p.m., and Kelsey said he needed a nap. He's kind of overwhelmed with uh, all the work he has to do, and um, I think just all of the medical appointments that I've had recently, he has to be there for all of them because he helps me transfer, Um, and so... Yeah, he's been dealing with me and a PhD and a nine-month-old daughter who's been sick for like the last two days. Um, I don't know, he deals with a lot, but he said, wake me up at nine with a cup of coffee. So so I guess he plans to get some work done still tonight, but um, I am putzing around in the kitchen. Um, I, <laughs> I just had a moment where I feel a lot like my mom She is a stay-at-home mom And I think that she did so much for our family growing up That I didn't even think about as sacrifices, I guess, that she made And one of those things, I think, was cleaning up the kitchen at night and she'd really like she was good about wiping the counters clean and um having it kind of ready for the next day and uh anyway so i wanted to go paint but here we are there's a sink full of dishes and i um i'm going to do what my mom taught me how to do, which is make a cup of tea and do some dishes and then maybe read or something (laughs) and just enjoy being a mom.
0: We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. I have a podcast suggestion for you if you like the sound of two women talking, which is my favorite sound. It's called listening to the Forever 35 podcast. Am I still 35? No, but I was when the show started six years ago. There are six years of episodes. Hosts and best friends Kate Spencer and Dori Shafrier talk to listeners about everything. It's a real comfort listen. I'm Forever 35, wherever you listen to this podcast. We're back, and Ellie is nine months old.
2: When my accident happened, I call it my rebirthday, and I feel like I started over at zero again. Like I couldn't do anything for myself when I was in the ICU. I couldn't even like lift my head up. And so You know, kind of going through the process of growing up again fairly recently. I think it really allows me to like know what Ellie is going through in terms of like she hasn't managed to sit up on her own from uh, like lying on her back to sitting up. And I'm just like, ah, I'm just so curious to see how she does this because the body mechanics, I don't quite remember it anymore. I think when you, are fully able-bodied. Like, you just kind of do things without analyzing how you do things. And, you know, after not being able to control, you know, your abdomen and legs, you kind of... The body mechanics are definitely something that takes more mental energy to try to figure out. And so being able to think of what she's going through in terms of development of physical strength it's like, oh my gosh, she can hold her head up now. Like, I remember just being able to do that again. I couldn't talk right away in the ICU because like I had tube stuff down my throat. So I understand like the thirst for communication. So I guess maybe I just relate a little bit more maybe than other moms might. She's very proud of herself that she can like, she has a big bottle now. You know, we got this bottle as a baby gift. And at the time when the she was a baby i was like she's never gonna use that eight ounce bottle like that's ridiculous and now she's just like drinks like 10 of them a day or something and it's like holy oh but food is very exciting with uh like she's a really good eater and she'll try spicy stuff and she has two little teeth um uh, on her bottom and it's so cute and um She's just a joy for the most part. A very happy baby. Uh, and now, because of my pressure sore, I have a pump that is attached to my body all the time that pumps in IV antibiotics. Which is just so cool because, like, before these existed, you know, I probably would have had to be in the hospital for, like, six weeks getting these antibiotics. But now it's just, like, I can uh, roll around and do my life and But we have to go in every morning to get the antibiotics changed out. And the nurses just love seeing her. Like, it's the highlight of their day. They're just... (laughs) And uh, whenever whenever she's asleep when we go in, they're just like, it's not fair. She is such a people person, which is really fun. So, like, she just loves it. She just soaks it all up.
0: There isn't a single person on this earth who makes it through life completely alone. We all need support from friends and loved ones and communities sometimes, even if most of us are not good about asking for it. But again, Leah is not like the rest of us. She's not afraid to ask for help, whether it's advice from other paramoms or help from Kelsey or support from her own mother
2: in the beginning in the in the ICU I didn't want anything to do with paralyzed people like I was just like no like I I don't feel paralyzed like I like my brain is just as vibrant as it was before and so like I relate to you know my family and everybody just as much as I did before um and I don't want to talk to people who are in wheelchairs <laughs> But then, you know, throughout rehab, then I started to talk to these people and I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is actually really nice to be able to talk about nerve pain um, and have somebody know what it feels like and just like, how do you make a house accessible and how do you deal with this problem or that problem? You know, honestly, it, it isn't that different being a mom in a wheelchair and so I think in general most of the advice that I've taken as a mom is just from quote-unquote regular moms it is really nice knowing that I like am competent enough to take care of her on my own and I can put her in her high chair and get food ready for her and you know I think getting the house to a point where I feel totally capable of taking care of myself. Like, it's really great. And then I can take care of even a baby. I think that was one of the things that my mom was most afraid about after I had the baby was just like, you can't do this on your own. And, And now, you know, pretty quickly she realized that I could do it on my own. So my mom and I are building doors for Ellie's crib and we went to the hardware store and my mom just helped cut all of the pieces but I'm always nervous planning things out ahead of time because I'm not the one dealing with the consequences later on so I uh it's a little nerve-wracking trying to plan it out on it all in my head and then uh seeing if it works out in reality Mm-hmm. But anyway, here we go. So we're gonna use the craig jig for this and is this done? Uh, Oh, there, you found it. Yeah. Oh, so basically just gets clamped on to here and then oh, here, turn it up Does yeah. it matter which oh. side? Oh. <laughs> um, I need to figure out where this should be at. Well, let me, let me figure out this measurement thing too. Do you want any tea? Sure. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna try this and see what happens. It's always an experiment, which is pretty right? good. Obviously, wow. we'll have to vacuum uh-huh,
1: Aha! Okay. <laughs> Just
2: a little bit.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. Ellie will soon start walking and Leah works out of a home office running her small business and she gets asked all the time, what are you going to do when that kid is able to run around and you can't run after her? What about this? What about that? What about, what about, what about? But Leah isn't worried because whatever that thing is, it's just the next adventure.
2: I think other people are more afraid of things than I am. I'm just kind of like, know what we're gonna figure it out when the time comes like we just haven't gotten there yet but like we'll figure it out and then other people are like what are you gonna do when she starts to walk and I'm like I don't know I'll put her on a leash on my wheelchair you know it's like (laughs) you know I can have her pull me around it's gonna be so interesting to see when she realizes that I am in a wheelchair and other moms aren't you know like I don't think she comprehends that yet but We've already started to have to work as a team because, you know, like I, I can take care of her on my own at home. I can pick her up off the floor by myself. Like, I just feel like a mama elephant sort of like wrapping my arm around her and like lifting her up. And I can put her in her bouncer and in her high chair and lift her out again. But for me, it's sort of like I talk through it with her like, okay, are you ready to help transfer now? And it's like okay lift your arms up and you know it's sort of like a uh ice skating routine or something <laughs> i don't know <laughs> okay one two three jump it's funny that i have like the words like okay now we're gonna do this transfer or like oh sorry that was a little bit of a weird transfer or you know
1: oh my break is so messed up on this side oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> the tea kettle is also messed up. <laughs> it, uh, this thermostat is weird, I think, and it doesn't come to a complete boil unless you have your finger pressed on the button. I feel like sometimes that's what our lives are like it's just everything is somewhat broken <laughs> and needing love and repair. <laughs> but, um, it's just so hard to keep up with. But I guess that's just what it means to be human, I suppose.
0: That's just what it means to be human. The things that don't kill us can make us smaller or stronger. They could wreck us completely or force us to build something out of the wreckage. The tea kettle will stop boiling. The brakes will go out. Our bodies, oh, our bodies are just so fragile and so miraculous. And the luckiest among us have each other, have a light in the darkness, or become that for someone else. Leah described her injury as having a front row seat for something that is history making, an experience that most people don't get to experience. How lucky are we to have a seat in the balcony to watch, or hear, I guess, her and Kelsey and Ellie be so beautifully human.
1: Please don't take my sunshine away. You are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray.
0: This has been terrible. Thanks for asking. I'm Nora McNerney. I made this show up in my brain. And now it is a thing. It is produced by Feelings and Co., which is a little company that we started. When we decided to make this podcast independently, you can find more about terrible things for asking at ttfa.org, including information on our tour, which is happening in October, October 2022. We're going to 11 cities to do TTFA live shows, and I am going to an additional Eight cities to do bookstore events for my new book, Bad Vibes Only, which is an essay collection of mostly funny and only a little bit sad essays. Mostly funny, only a little bit sad. There's a link to pre order uh, Bad Vibes Only in the show notes. Here's the thing for the next couple weeks, the credits are just going to be desperately. So they're just gonna be asking you, asking you, asking you for things. You don't have to do any of it, truly. You don't have to do any of it. These are options. I want people to know about my. Work and I always have to like walk this line of like, do I talk about it too much? Because some people don't hear certain things or don't see certain things. And then you know you can be friends with somebody for thirty years, not naming names, and they'll be like, "How many books did you write?" And you're like, "I have I not told you that I wrote this is my fifth book." And they're like, "Oh my god, I only have your first one." So you know what I mean? Like not everybody hears everything, so you have to say it over and over and over. And I think that's possibly less taxing if you're you know a huge consumer package goods company and. Yeah, that's what's what's going on. Thank you. Um, Leah's company is called Tiny and Snail and I link to that as well. Uh, she is wonderful and I love her. She makes this card that says, I love you more than podcasts. And I have many of those cards because I like to send those out to people. Um, and what? where am I going with this? Sorry, this is the longest... You know what? Now that I'm in charge, these credits can be as long as they GD need to be. Uh, Okay. Bye. We'll talk to you soon.